Well, welcome back to the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast, everybody. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts, Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. How are you, gentlemen? Very well, thanks, Jeremy. It's great to be back again. And uh, I believe it's an abridged version of uh, what our uh, former podcast will be because we're going to cut half of what Shannon has to say. And uh, then we'll, we'll pull it back to 15 minutes, how it should be. Let's hope we don't cut out the good half. Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry, right, should be cutting his lunch in half. That's what he should be cutting in half. It's on already. No, the reason, the reason we've got to move quickly, Jeremy, is because uh, we're going down to the lovely Chinese restaurant here at South Juniors after the podcast. Treasures. And, uh, yeah, Shannon's already ordered the Peking duck, <laughs> and it's on in about half an hour, I believe. <laughs> I think he ordered it three weeks ago. <laughs> we decided to have a lunch after our next podcast. I just want to make sure they caught it first, so we're all good. <laughs> How have you been, Shannon? Oh, very well, Jez. Um, really looking forward to today's chat. It's always always fun. It's a bit of a blow to my self-esteem usually, but it's always a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it because I can see that Ello's hungry. So, um, first of all, the top four moments from round six to eight. We covered rounds one to five. Um, in our first podcast, but in that time we've played the Bulldogs, uh, Tigers and Sea Eagles, two wins out of three games and some interesting happenings during those games, send-offs and sin-bins and all sorts of stuff and and field goals happening in those three games. So, Shannon, let's start with your top four moments. All righty, Jez. Well, the Bulldogs game on Good Friday, it's always a big game, great crowd there, 30,000 plus. And Cookie just set that game alight. Um, you know, just busting them up the middle, left, right and centre. They just couldn't contain him. And it's it's not every day that a, that a hooker scores a hat-trick. It was a fantastic effort. Um, just one of those blitzing runners from dummy half. There's not many of us around, really. And um, <laughs> I, I just I thought Cookie was sensational. He had a, had a great game. So that had to be my, my number one highlight. I think another one that sort of we played the Tigers and we're all very disappointed with the result and the way we played our completion rates were terrible and so we tackled most of the match. But one of the things that you know, looking at the positive side of things from that Tigers match was our defence. Our defence was really strong and there are two players I want to call out there and and that's Cookie again, sixty three tackles, amazing effort, and um, Cameron Murray who's always a workhorse, sixty six tackles between them. Over um, 120 tackles, 129 tackles between two players. I don't think LA made that in his career. So I think that's a fantastic <laughs> effort. 129 <laughs> tackles in two players. And Tackle that- breaks, maybe. <laughs> 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 yes. You- Just on that, Shannon, on a serious note, um, we keep GPS records on the performance of the team and their physical out- output every week. And in the history of the club, that's the highest physical output of any team. Since really? we've been taking records wow. on that day, we didn't complete well, but our performance and effort areas were fantastic. We we had those blokes running massive meters in a game. Normally, a benchmark for a top running is a fullback normally runs eight to eight and a half kilometers in a game. On that night, uh, Taff ran for not over nine k's, and Keon ran for over nine k's as well. So Crazy. it was a massive effort. The last time Yellow ran over nine k's is when his local KFC closed down. So that's a that's a fantastic effort by those players. So you've got to you've got to take the positives out of it for oh, sure, don't you, Yellow? Touche, touche. <laughs> but by running nine k nine k's, it meant I could get two buckets instead of one. 
<laughs> I meant to say McDonald's, our great partners at McDonald's, of yes. course. Oh, yeah. 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 You are the com- <laughs> chief <laughs> commercial <laughs> officer and <laughs> you can't even get the sponsors right. <laughs> yeah, you come to expect that, though, from this bloke. Fair you should put it in your notes next time. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> if only you had notes. Hello? If you knew what you were talking about, it might be a chance. So that's two. Um, it was the defensive effort against the Tigers and Cookies on fire against the Bulldogs. And then Manly's game on uh, Friday night, it was just fantastic. And um, there's probably two points there. Um, well, there's three, actually. I just want to talk about Cody scoring a try in his 150th match. That was a very, very special moment. So that was that was great. I um, I think Isaiah Tass's um, try right on half-time to level up the scores. That was... That was really important. And um, one of the things that sort of gets lost in the wash was, you know, our source, Mansour, he, made, he took that sort of intercept, that, that, that loose ball, and he ran 70 metres and he stepped up the fullback and he stepped up and he stepped up foreign, I think it was, as well in that play. So um, seeing seeing source back to his form like he was playing NYC back here in the day was, was great. So... Jez, the is this the, the top four or the top seven? Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> been a few. He's I can kidding, see that smirk oh on both God. your faces, oh just loving. God. You know, well, let's hear your highlights, Ella. Let's let's see yours. Jeremy will ask me which time. <laughs> oh, you're not the host of the show, mate. <laughs> Listen, you just sit there and you speak when you're spoken oh, there, mate. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ellison. Have you got any more, Shannon? No, I haven't, no. Jez. You know, it's oh, only been three weeks. He's at 78. Eight. Even, <laughs> even though this shows the top four, Jez, let's do the highlights from the last three rounds. It's yeah. It's set. Innumerate. What? Innumerate. What's yeah, it? well, we did five the first time, <laughs> yeah. so the average is four. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good answer, Jess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to help the Chief Commercial Officer with his basic maths. Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, over to you, Ello. What are your moments from those three weeks? Well, the the, the top one for me, and, and Shannon did allude to it, was, was Cody Walker's 150th game. Mm. And on the same day as Shaq Mitchell, mm. the bird for the club. And, you know, Shaq's been a... a you know, a long story getting to that, that mm. stage. And he's worked very hard. He's had some... Peaks and troughs along the way, like most players do. But anyone that plays in the NRL have to earn that jersey, particularly at our club. And that was a great moment for him, a great moment before the game when we presented their jerseys. What was that like being in that room, LA? Because I saw the video of it and it looked very emotional. It was very emotional, mate. And, uh, you know, Latrell, Latrell and Shaq are very tight and their family's very tight. As we know, Matt played here back in the day too mm. in, in uh, the juniors and then some of the lower grade games. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was very emotional and you mm. just see the bond between that family, which mm. is which is outstanding. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, the family's portrayed in so many different ways throughout the media. But, you know, we know what, what the Mitchell mm. family's like and... Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have them at the club. Yeah, I think you used to pass the ball to Matt's feet, didn't you? Oh, please, please. <laughs> I made Matt the superstar that he was. Well, that's why he was so quick, because every time he picked the ball up from him, he stretched his hamstrings before he took off. Oh, please. Talk about, talk about emotional jersey presentations. Uh, Jez, you might know this, because they were up at the bubble at the time, but they... 
they went to give Ello a, a retro jersey presentation for his time at the club when they were up in the bubble up there and struggled to find a jersey. So they so they just got a big paint roller and rolled the hoops, a big green and a red paint roller around, around him. And I tell you what, there was some paint involved. Too. No, they had my, <laughs> my favourite sponsors, Smith's Chris, were on board then, mate. Yeah. As long as the green was twice as thick as the red. Yes. That's all I Ello was twice as thick as both of them. <laughs> Now, we're getting back to that on a serious note, and uh, we'll keep the heck was I said you, <laughs> when Jez says something to you, mate, can you speak then? That's how the, that's how the show runs, okay? So, yeah, I heckled him myself. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, feet, so. but that's, that's okay. <laughs> now, but Cody's 150th game, Cody's story's been remarkable too. He's been, you know, he's promised to be this footballer for so long in his life from when he was a young kid. And he spoke about the dream from when he was very young, as did Shaq. And obviously, obviously most players that get to that, that level have dreamed about it as a kid, you know. And Cody spoke about that. And then to go out and perform like he did, because mm. there's, no, there's no doubt that he's been one of the, the highlights of our run over the last four or five years at this club. Like mm. Cody's performances has put us in the position we are today. And, mm. uh, you know, along with a lot of other players, but... Seen play his 150th game and get back into the form, get the the uh, Dally M points, three points on the night. It was it was good to see him back there, yeah. and it really unlocked him. Yeah. So that was great. So that sort of two moments in one, but I'll use it. As, I'll, I'll use that as two moments, unlike Done. Shannon does. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other two moments, the first one was Anzac Day. Mm. You know. Um, at the SCG when the dragon stuck it up the roosters. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very good. Okay. That, oh, was, that, was that, was, that was the third one. And the fourth one was when Joseph Sawali put his foot out against the Bulldogs <laughs> the other night on trial. There's my top four. Yes. We'll leave it at that. Serves, say no more. Serves him right to have size 16 feet, I say. <laughs> I had a couple of extra ones. I, I mentioned Cookie's um, hat trick as well and Cody's 150th and Shaq's debut, but also Isaiah Tass made his debut within that period as well. And he's um, obviously um, playing in the starting in the team now. So he's obviously impressed JD with the way he's been playing. And also Junior Tatola, another great story, who played his 100th game. Um, during that period, all with the Rabbitohs, and he's been a great story as well. I remember him, him telling the story that he was playing um, in the lower grades at the Tigers and wasn't overly motivated, and he looked at the team photo of the Australian schoolboys team that he was in, and he looked at it and he worked out he was the only one in the squad that hadn't played NRL yet, and it just lit a fire in him. And he got the opportunity to come to us. He didn't come until, I don't think it was until late December or early January, and by the start of March he was in the... The, uh, the starting team for the Rabbitohs when we played round one over in Perth. It's we had to run around the week before to mm. get him because he was on a train trial contract yeah. and we had to get him registered and that to play yeah. the first game over there. Yeah. And he hasn't looked back since. No. And um, again, like Cody, as I said, he's been one of the, the stalwarts in our... Mm. In our, our charge forward at this club, yeah, and he's uh, he's been remarkable. It was nice synergy actually with Shaq's debut that he debuted at the same age Cody did on the day that Cody was celebrating a massive milestone in his career of 150 games. I thought that was really nice yeah. synergy there. Yeah. So, and I thought it was great of our sponsors, McDonald's. We were speaking about them before to to name a hamburger after Junior as well. I was just <laughs> in tribute. I thought it was really good. The Junior Burger for those who 
When's the last time you bought a junior burger? Well, I've just bought one. Do they do a triple junior burger yeah, or yeah. <laughs> like they do the quarter pounders or whatever they've got these days? That's all great. They got the one moment after Shannon do the, the McChicken burger. <laughs> <laughs> the fillet of fish. <laughs> the McChicken burger, they saw me defend, yeah. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Righto. Well, they are some uh, some good moments there from the last three rounds, and we'll be back with our next topic in just a few moments. Now, our next topic on the top four podcast is the top four most underrated players. Now, I left this open a little bit, whether it was players you'd watch, players you played with, players you played against, but just your top four most underrated players. We'll start with you, Shannon. You can't use yourself either, Shannon. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I've only got three this weekend, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to go to one of my favourite. I've mentioned him before, but... Jim Sedaris, you know, he's just had a stellar career. And we talk about all the great hookers in this club's career. You know, you talk about Piggins and Cook and Fennick and Donato, but there's also... <laughs> there's also James. <laughs> yeah, James, James wasn't bad. Tomato. <laughs> but seriously, Sedaris's name never comes up. And, you know, he played three Origins. He played Test Football. He played over 200 NRL games. He got Dally M Rookie of the Year in his first year in 89. He got... Dallium Hooker of the Year in 94 and 96. And, um, you know, he had such a stellar career. He's won premierships. He won a premiership in 1996. Had a stellar Can career. Can I just jump in there for a minute? Yeah. Can you define the word underrated? Shandy's played Origin. He's played for Australia. <laughs> Dallium Hooker of the Year. I mean, rookie how is that? Year. Rookie of the Year. How Sounds is like it, someone rated How him. is that underrated? <laughs> well, when Listen, I've got to, My one's Greg Inglis. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the first one I've <laughs> Oh my God! Hang on, who wrote this for you? Where'd you get these notes? Did you take? We're talking about the best players to play here. Were we? I, I, I did preface it, Ella. If you were paying attention, you weren't too busy drinking your young Henrys over there. Your third one. I got to drink it before you get your hands on it, mate. That's what I got. I did preface it by saying when we mention all the great hookers, this bloke's name rarely gets mentioned, and I think it should. Jim Sedaris, for all of those reasons. He gets so, mentioned every week on this podcast. Yeah, with me. I'm a yeah what, what, what business is he in? What, or do you owe him money or something, do you? Yeah. Actually, he's in scaffolding quick lane. But <laughs> he's a great guy too, Jimmy. Uh, uh, but he's always been one of my favourite. Um, another one, he actually didn't even break in the first grade here. He played he played lower grades. But this guy, Jim Dimmick, yeah, uh, a neighbour of mine, a South Junior. Another international. Oh, yeah, another <laughs> He was 17 when he left here when the club went out of the game. When we talk about the great players in this club... Jim Dibby, he's a household name in Australia, Shannon. Oh, he'd like to hear that, yeah. He is in my my world, I'm telling you. Jimmy, though, when we talk about the great South players, and the fact he played six (laughs) test matches for Australia, six origins, he got the Dallium Lock of the Year for three years, 93, 95, 96. Oh my God. Listen, listen, I. <laughs> where's the script for this? Where's the run sheet, please, Jeremy? Is he still at the Titans? Is there a job going at the Titans? He, he is, he's the assistant coach. But he's the most underrated assistant coach <laughs> in the game, too. Don't worry about that. He is. You're right, Alan. You're right. Uh, besides Ben Hornby, of course, and, um, and Bummer Morris, the great guys. He won the Churchill Medal in 95 in the, in the grand final win there for the. 
But like, my point is, myself, my point is, we never <laughs> mentioned him amongst the South Sydney greats or the great South Sydney juniors. And you know, he was a great player. His brother Angelo, you know, Angelo played here, another great South Sydney player. And his brother Milton is um, the defensive coach for about four NRL clubs. So they're a great, strong rugby league family from from Wollongong. Um, proud to be mates of all three of those boys, but they never get mentioned in the upper echelons of the Rabbitohs, and I think they should. Yes. Well, I, I, and I understand that. I, I understand that, but unfortunately, circumstances didn't let them be as Rabbitohs. I, I thought we were talking about underrated across the game. Yeah, whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, they were, you know what I mean? But not as Rabbitohs. Mate, they, I, look, <laughs> they are two of the best footballs to be produced by this club. There's right. no doubt. I don't think that's ever been argued. But obviously you've got something to gain out of both of us. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring up... at Jimmy's house when we go up the golf course <laughs> a couple of weeks. So you mentioned Woolloomooloo. Now, yes. there's been a terrible, terrible incident in Woolloomooloo this week. There's been a horrific theft of a cardboard cutout of Shannon Donato <laughs> from his mother's house. They don't need a big truck, Jess, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, it's made Facebook news. <laughs> Can anyone track down the Shannon Donato uh, styrofoam oh cutout? My mother is not impressed, I've got to say. So God help them if she finds out who it was. I, I think it was a supermodel or something walking past. <laughs> but I've seen the photo and Shannon lo- looks like the thief. Yeah. He's wearing a beanie. He's got this shifty look on his face. <laughs> I mean, in my usual pose, I'm eating a hamburger. <laughs> Did he have that leather bag in his head? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was oh, a travesty. That, that hello happened. to all the Sydney Italian mafia. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. We'll go back to Grappa and see if you say it there, Jess. <laughs> Me and Wayne will bash you up. <laughs> right, are you third underrated international? Well, no. <laughs> no, no, let's have his first. <laughs> You heard Jeremy say it's whoever you like, so it's who I like. Right? You wait for your turn, Ella. Oh, Just well, like at the sorry. buffet, wait for your own turn. Right? <laughs> I love the buffet. Oh. Don't laugh at him, Jess. <laughs> There's a big table spin oh, for the yeah. Chinese today. Just wait oh. your turn. It'd be like it's Will of Fortune, Jess. We're going We call it the lazy Shannon, not the lazy Susan. <laughs> Why? That spins fast now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that table's going to take off today. Oh, much, very it? good. Uh, so, my third one. Well, this guy didn't win any Dally M's, although he probably should have. I love playing with him. And his name's Richard McKell. He was a front rower here for a few years in the mid-90s. Um, also played over in the Super League over in England. He played for Castleford in 97 and 98. And I reckon, you know, we talk about uh, Tom and, and some of the great go-forward um, front rowers in the game. Richard McCurl was one of the best. He would just go forward. He was about six foot four. Gonna say he was a big tall thing. Wasn't he was, he? yeah, he was, and he would get a always land on his front and get a quick play of the ball. And for a hooker like me, it was great because you want um, hookers like Cookie and I. You know, we get out of dummy half and and we need someone to play and the ball. Really quick. Don't Jimmy forget Sedaris. Jimmy. We've got to mention Jimmy Sedaris. Looks like Cookie's inside your gut when you get out of dummy. <laughs> so you've eaten him. Uh, yeah, I've had I have had my fair share of cookies, to be honest. But. <laughs> Another McDonald's favourite. Yes. McDonald's cookies. Let me go back to the great man, Richie McKell. So he was here in the mid-90s. Um, and he, 
in a side that was struggling, he could all almost in just his own hit up, he'd soak four guys in, play the ball quick, and almost get us on a roll single handedly. Really, really underrated player. He took some punishment, he'd dish out some punishment, and just your quintessential front rower. And he, as I said, he didn't win a, a Dally M front rower of the year or anything like that, but Richard was. Just one of those great front rowers. I was fortunate enough to play with international front rowers. And Richard McCurl, honestly, I hold him up there in high regard with, with all of them. So is he underrated enough for you, Ella? Yeah, yes, he'll that's do. That's a good one. Oh, that's he'll a good do. one. Yeah. Good to hear you, please. Thank like you. It. I can't even remember. As Russell so would say, are you not entertained? Did he have red <laughs> hair? Did he have red hair? Yeah, ready yeah, sort of... Um, big square sandwich. shoulders That's like him. Liam Knight. Yeah. He did, yeah. Big big thing. And great guy. Um, great proud member of the MUA. Uh, Wharfie down there. Oh, there um, we go. <laughs> Here to stay. There it is. Here to stay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, down there. obviously got a delivery coming. Keeping, keeping the country moving, <laughs> the, the great the great wharfies of Australia who have a great relationship with the rabbit. I'll tell you what you can carry, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you of that at the buffet later on today. <laughs> and my final one is a guy who played here, but probably more renowned as a coach, and it's a guy named Frank Curry. Um, Frank, one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. He was a South junior and, and came through, actually he played three seasons at Collegians down in the Wollongong comp down there and then he coached and then came, once he retired playing, came here and coached our, our lower grades, our our under-23s and our reserve grade from 86 to 90. And then when George moved on from coach, he became our first-grade coach in, in 91, 92 and 93. He coached 66 matches, Frank, and had a pretty good um, success rate um, for, for sides that were were struggling and, and sides that have lost their stars. Um, I thought you were going to say, for sides that got you in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say they lost their stars. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to... Frank, Frank was a, a great servant of his club. Not many people know. He did most of his coaching for nothing. Mm. Uh, he did it for nothing or definitely for, for way unders just because he loved the club. He played for the club. His dad played for the club. His son, Luke, played for the club and now is the CEO of our junior league. Like a greater servant. Oh, to that, se- there it is. He's on the board too. Oh, he's Luke, on the board, Here, yeah. here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he shouting much today, is he? <laughs> no, I've got to jump in there and talk about the Curry family. I don't what to do with Frank Curry too, you know, at the, the latter end of my career. And a better man you'll never see. Mm. Um, and he did it He did it like George did for very little money, but just for the passion that he had. And, um, you know, we were on the ropes after 89, the club. You know, we had, it took a while to get back on top of things and – and Frank's contribution to the club was was magnificent. He's a lovely family man as well. Um, you know, I hear he's struggling a little bit at the moment too. So our our best wishes go out to him. And Luke's doing a, a magnificent job here at South Juniors, and it's great to have Luke in as a South Sydney man that's still very heavily involved in the place. Yeah, and I played I played with Frank's other son Ben, who was actually a really good halfback. We had the 30 year anniversary of uh, Pedro Morris winning the the Catholic Colleges competition, the schoolboys in the A grade, first A grade Pedro side to do it. And Ben was the, the spearhead of that. He was like a little general, the halfback, a very uh, you talk about underrated players. Well, Frank's son Ben was an underrated yeah. player, a great mm-hmm. a great footballer, and I played a lot of football with Ben coming through the grades at Kenzo in the Junior League, but. If you can just indulge me for 30 seconds, I want to tell a story about Frank um, because he shaped a lot of young men and not only made them great footballers but made them great people. And it was Frank Curry, actually. I'd left school 
in year 10. And it was Frank Curry talking me into going back into school, back to school. And he got me into a good school, Pagewood Morris, where mum and dad were struggling a bit financially. He said, look, if you commit to this club for three years, we'll pick up the school fees. A couple of good school captains went there too back in the day. <laughs> I wish you were one of them. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he got me. He got me that um, academic uh, sporting scholarship, but uh, helped me academically. I went on and got a HSE, the first in my family, and and you know, first out of all of my mates, changed my entire aspirations. I later went on to go to university and get a degree. And Frank was supportive all the way through, but he was instrumental in helping me have that opportunity to go back to school, get an education. That's now changed the trajectory of. Not only my life, but my son's just graduated uni and he's got those aspirations because um, of what he saw in his father and Frank made all of that happen. So he's helped generations, literally in my family, but of countless other families. And just a, just a great man, Frank, and I'll forever be indebted to him. His lovely wife, Jill, when I was playing lower grades at CS, I didn't have a car. They'd drive me to games. I remember... Frank and Jill picking me up and driving me to a game at Campbelltown. I was I wasn't even in first grade that day. I was in reserve grade, but that's the kind of people people they are. So it's a great tribute, mate. Yeah, yeah no, Frank's fantastic. Frank, Frank's a great man. I, I tell you, with Frank, what I do remember uh, his input. I'd I'd almost say he was the first player to actually give me some written feedback, or give all, every player some written feedback and a rating on their game from the previous weekend. You know, and it, it obviously goes on a lot more these days. But that was when Frank was working another job. It wasn't professional. Like, it was semi-professional. Yep. Uh, for him, less than semi-professional because he wasn't earning a lot of money. Yep. But I remember that vividly about him giving his his uh, written feedback, personally written. And it, it makes a difference when you have that relationship with players that you can actually talk to them and give them something in writing they can work on and they can actually be accountable to themselves on. Mm. That's right. Great coach and better person, Sir Frank Curry. No, very good. All this talk of Curry is making me wondering if we're going to change it from Chinese to Indian. Uh, yeah, today. it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all. He'll get the Sade combination or something. He'll show you. I like that, Jez. That's very good. You like that? He always puts a spin on it, though, doesn't he? So he's picked two internationals. One underrated player and a member of the board. So <laughs> it's a secret to keeping your job, Jez. Well, he, apparently, apparently he's bringing a, a signed jersey cow to lunch as well. <laughs> All right, hello, over to you, Mick Un- Andrews, and who else? Yeah, well, no, well, truly, he's only ever had four friends since he played here. <laughs> The ones I'm not that, one of the them. Ones, I'll give you the tip. No, no, because you wouldn't. You couldn't tackle. The ones, my friends were the ones that did the tackling for me. It was fantastic. No, Mick Andrews does right there, but but Mick goes down as a club captain here at this club. Everyone knows how good he was. Yeah. Um, I don't consider him underrated. Mm. Early in his career, yes, but he um, he gets the plaudits he deserves as one of the great players that have mm. played at this club. Mm. Um, Paul Roberts was one of the best players that I ever played with. And I've brought Paul's name up before. Mm. Um, you know, he just had this raw and natural rugby league ability. So big. That was, was beyond anything that I'd yeah. actually seen. Um, he could play in the back row. He could play at the centre, in the centres. He could play front row if he had to. Mm. But he had ball skills of half or five, eight. He could run like the wind. He mm. bashed people when he tackled them. Mm. And above all that, everyone loved playing with him. Mm. But he didn't get the raps that others did because, you know what, he wouldn't, um, you know, 
media and that, he, he wasn't a real talkative sort of fella, so they wouldn't talk to him that much. So he didn't get much much kudos there. But uh, anyone that played with Paul Roberts knows that he was he was one of the best players in our era mm. at the Rabbitohs. Well said. I've got no doubt about that. I still see him now. Um, and I'm not just doing it, you know, because I, I see him around. But he's one of the most underrated players I've ever played with. Yeah. Okay. Um, his brother Ian wasn't a bad player. His brother. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a bad player. Dad Kevin was a good ref. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another underrated player was Daryl Neville. Uh, Daryl played um, at the club for a long, long time, and uh, you know, in a, in a really strong era. Um, he could play a number of different positions, um, but again, had some had some ability beyond other people that you play with. You know, he had the silky skills of a touch footballer. He had a step. Uh, you know, he had mm. he had good speed, not electrifying speed, but good enough speed in his positions. Mm. Uh, and played a lot of games here at the Rabbitohs and was a true Rabbitoh mm. bloke like Paul Roberts. Mm. You know, and again, just adored by the teammates. You know, mm. and and. To be fair, you, they're underrated in the team that we had back then. Yeah. Because yeah. we had some pretty yeah. strong – we had some superstars in the team mm. back then yeah. in, in different different areas of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like obviously we had Davo, Boyley, Tugger, Mario, Phil Blake, mm. you know, and blokes like that, mm. and, and Mavo, and, you know, all blokes like that. Um, and, and so those blokes were a little bit underrated, but – they weren't from within the mm. in the group. Yeah, yeah. and Dirty coached here with uh, yeah, you, Dirty coach. You guys I got, came through as coaches together. Yeah, we came through as coaches together, and what a what a loyal and fantastic bloke to have with you. I, I ran into one of the players we coached back in the flag, Aaron Furman, this morning. He came in to watch training, and um, he was just talking. He, he said he said it was is a really great time back then when you know you know Dirty was involved, and a bloke called Jamie Papper was. Yep. Uh, I was coaching and he was my S&C mm. and assistant coach with Dirty. And we, uh, you know, I was very, very lucky to have such a, a staff with me then. That's all the staff was. Yep. Mm. But they were fantastic, particularly that level and uh, probably could have gone a lot further yeah. than what they did, those yeah. blokes. Jamie Papa, I remember you give lectures in the in the dressing room sometimes and the boys used to say, just, Papa, don't preach. They <laughs> 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 just drive them mad. And it was talking about names. <laughs> Dirty. Where did Daryl Neville get his nickname, Dirty? I don't know. I truly don't know, but I will well, tell you. it wasn't from your footy jersey after a game. <laughs> I'll tell you what, yours was very clean. You're like, I've got to say. <laughs> That's right. I was the conductor, mate. That's all I <laughs> The maestro. You know, he's talking about he's talking about the fat conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine. Not the fat controller. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about a quick one. I know we I know you're hungry, Shadow, but I'm just gonna go through this one. Daryl Neville, right? Um we're playing Manly in the eighty four semi final at the cricket ground. Uh we've played two games all in the week, everyone's busted. Pob G goes in with a noodle in his ankle. Ronnie Willie tells Dirty, Pobsy's playing 20 minutes, the softening up period, right? And then you're coming on, right? Anyway, Dirty works with a mate during the week. He was driving trucks and that place. And uh, the bloke says, I know Noel Crusher Cleal, right? And Dirty says, no way. He said, you don't know. He thought he was joining him up, you know. And Dirty's name back then was Pinocchio. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> another one of the great restaurants at yeah, South but uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's great at slipping a plug in. Boom. No about me and my mates. He does all right with the restaurants himself. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, you notice Pinocchio, right? Anyway, no one thinks a thing of it anyway. And we're behind 14-0. Dean Ramley's knocked the ball on. There's a scrum packs down. And Dino sings out, Henry! (laughs) (laughs) Pop G hobbles off. Daryl comes on and he walks up and he marks straight across from the scrum with Noel Queel, right? He knows Henry's on. I was going to say, don't tell me didn't know Henry was on. And Queel says to him, hello, Pinocchio, I've been waiting for you to come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was outstanding. No, but he's a great great player, Daryl. And again, great person, yes. great yeah. person, and uh, life member of the Rabbitohs. Life member of the Rabbitohs, and and yeah, you know, yeah, you don't see blokes as much anymore with what what we all do, but a lifetime friend yeah. of me for sure. Um, the the other one wasn't in my era; it was just after my era. A bloke called Terry Hermanson. Mm. Yeah, Hermo. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, um, I played um, I played in Doncaster in England with Terry. And um, anyway, we came back, I came back, and he came back the year after. And I ran into him at East Gardens one day, and he was, um, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm trying with Norse. And uh, I said, oh, mate, they got Fairley, they got Glass, and they got all those, Gavin Jones and all those. Mm. I said, mate, why don't you come over to see us? I knew we needed some big blokes, and he was a big fella. Yeah, you know, he was. Big. But he's playing, like, second division in England and killing it, you know. And I yeah. thought, mate, he just got something, this bloke, you know. Yep. Anyway, I rang George up. I said, George, there's this bloke I play with in England. He's trying with Norse. They haven't given anything, but he's New Zealander. I said, oh, you'll need a transfer fee and everything. And I thought, I've got to get him to meet George. Right, so I said, George, I'll just bring him over to meet you anyway. And when George put his eyes on him, you know, the physique yes. on him and that. George said, how much do they want? <laughs> <laughs> and he went on and he played played a great role here, but doesn't go down as one of the, the great front rowers. As you say from here, because he went to another club. Yep. But he was a very, very good front rower and very skillful and a good fella. He was, yeah. I played. I had the for- good fortune of playing with Terry and another one who could just lay a great platform. Yeah. Had, had those big cars. The massive, yeah, like Jezza. Yeah, big, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Jezza, you No, they weren't as big as Jezza. What about them? <laughs> I tell you what. They're not baby cows, those you cars. No. beat a family of four on those. Oh, have a look. Like turkey legs. Have a look at them. They're unbelievable. And look how white they are. Dead set. <laughs> He's sunburned sitting in front Jez, of his TV. Jez, you don't, don't have to keep flexing them, mate. All right, we can see we tell everyone they're pretty good. No, they, they are, there's my four. Very good. Are you going to have a crack at him about picking an international for his last one? Uh, Terry was did play for New Zealand, and I didn't want to bring it up. No, I picked, I picked oh. uh, yeah. Terry played for New Zealand, LA. All right, all right. Well, right. I'll take him out and I'll pick Greg Inglis instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, my first one's Andrew Johns. That, that fits your criteria, uh, Greg Inglis. Next. I got, a, I got a few, and again, it's um, not underrated within the four walls of the Rabbitohs, but probably out, outside they, they are underrated. First one for me, Campbell Graham. I reckon he's the best defensive centre in the competition and people don't recognise him for the ability he's got in defence and attack. One bloke that I know that does rate him is Brad Fittler and I would not be surprised to see him playing Origin in the next year or two. He's a quality footballer and people out there just don't realise it, which is a positive for us. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. not ready for him when he comes. Big I stretch. agree. And but, a, and a, and a, but, and a schoolboy prodigy. He played first grade. Captain he, Australia. Yeah, when he was at school. Yeah, yeah, Captain Australia. And I agree, a great defender and yep. definitely underrated. Not inside the Rabbitohs, no. but perhaps out. Yeah. Yeah, he can attack too. He's oh, a magnificent yeah. defender, but he's even getting better with his attack. Yeah. The best thing about Campbell Graham is how he improves each year as he gets older. Mm. 
Okay, and the best thing is he loves this club. Yep. And he realises he's becoming a leader in it, and he's standing up and yep. doing that job. Yep. Right. Mm. Come off, come of the hour, come off the man, and that is him to I, a T. I heard some of the commentators. I think it was on Fox um, over the weekend, and they were talking about Sifatalakai and Katoni Stags because they were the the fad players of the week. Um, and they said the key thing that you want in your centres is that they can make people miss, which then creates the opportunities for the men inside and outside them. If anyone can make people miss with their five-metre-long stride and their five-metre-long arms and the fen that he's got and the way he can position the men inside and outside him, it's Campbell Graham. And yeah. I reckon people are going to start taking notice very shortly. He's rock hard and he's intimidating. Yeah, no one wants to get tackled by him. Yep. Even kick out doesn't like when yep. they play because he gets into it. Yep. And again, so. one of the ni- nice guys. Tremendous yep. bloke, tremendous Hello. family. Hello, spot on. He's rock hard and intimidating. He's everything Hello isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you itching to talk then. You were rocking in your chair. My yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least I'm rock solid, Shannon. <laughs> My second one. My second one is a premiership. Your stools aren't even rock solid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. Hey, on, can we cut this? Not before lunch. Oh, <laughs> truly. Hey, we had it out of the gutter before you got involved then. <laughs> My second one was never underestimated within our four walls, but very much so outside of it, and it's the big dog, Cole Turner. Premiership winner at this club. Unfortunately, had his career cut short by a, uh, a very unfortunate tackle in an All-Stars game. But um, Cole Turner was heavily underrated by everyone outside of our club. He was a very special footballer with us, and he's got a premiership ring to, to show is. for it. Tremendous bloke. Again, yeah. again what have they all got in common? Their teammates love playing with that's them. That's it. That's, that's what you need. That's you it. Know? Yeah, Kyle, devastating on an edge, could play tight, could hit like an axe. Yep. You know, just a really solid yep. all-round player. Moved, moved out to the centres for us when we needed it. Yep. Did a great job out there. Yep. Highly underrated outside of our, our club. Now, here's another bloke that is highly underrated for what he achieved in his career, and it's John Sutton. Yes, He's the smartest football brain that I've ever been, I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with at this point. This club played 336 games. Should have played for New South Wales when Laurie Daly made the mistake of picking Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Could have played for Fiji on any number of occasions. Um, should have had higher honours. And the greatest honour he ever got was captaining our club to its 21st premiership. Yeah. And Fair highly honor. underrated. But highly underrated outside the walls. I don't reckon there would have been anyone outside the game that would have put him up in that upper echelon of, of players. And particularly with the guys that he was playing with when we were on fire, the Greg Inglises, the Sam Burgesses, they were the ones that were in the spotlight. But the glue of that team and the bloke that brought them all together and put all those blokes through holes and set up every run that Sammy did was John Sutton. Couldn't yep. agree more. Yeah. You know, I, I often speak about Jim Starris and guys like that, but Sato's my favourite. And one of the main reasons is he's just such a passionate Rabbitohs yeah. guy. Like, whenever, you know, we speak about some of our great legends, and a lot mm. of them went to other clubs, and mm. I know the club wasn't going great then, and they took more money, mm. not Sato, and he got offered more money. Yeah. He stayed, and he helped. He became the nucleus of what we built that premiership side around. Yep. And, you know, he was just a, very, as you said, one of the best football brains you'll ever mm. meet. I, I spent some time with him and the way he would analyse a game was unbelievable. You mm. said he's he's the best brain that you've worked with. Well, you're working working with a low benchmark <laughs> next to LA. Like, honestly, I saw a young, uh, one of the bring your kids to 
you know, this teacher strike today. Um, Cosy had his daughter out there colouring crayons, and I reckon she, I reckon she'd be colouring better than Ella. She, she can at least stay Listen, between the lines. Can we, can we take that? He's back? He's a highly underrated colourinner. <laughs> can we? Can we take that back and see how many times he started through <laughs> trying to give that out? Jesus Christ! Colour, you should see the tablecloth when he's done it. That looks like a candone painting. You know, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, John, sweet and sour yeah. sauce, really? soy sauce, <laughs> dim sims. It's unbelievable. Over to you, Ella. Sorry, Ch- <laughs> orange juice, orange juice, <laughs> lemon <laughs> juice. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, John Sutton. The reason he was so good was he loved the game and the club mm. more than anything else, mm. except his family, of course. Except his mum. Except his mum. <laughs> oh no! Like all of us, very scared of his yeah. mum. <laughs> No, but he just did. He loved playing at South Sydney. He loved football. Yeah. And that's what he, he focused on. And you're right, Jez. Like, he um, – I was fortunate to coach him early mm. on in his career. And, you know, you'd, you'd play games at training and change rules, etc. on the run to try and get him thinking in that. Mm. You give him 20 seconds to work out what they're going to do and play. His team just picked it up like that. Mm. And that always win. Whoever – whatever side John Sutton was on won – any game that changed with yeah. rules and things like that. That's why I reckon that if he does decide to go down the coaching route, he had the experience with the SG Ball team this year, and if he does decide to go down that coaching route, the way he can get his message across and communicate with his players, you don't see that a lot in guys that have just retired. I think a lot of them struggle to be able to get their message across and explain things, but he does so well with that. He yeah. does so well with that. So I reckon he's got a future, if, if that's what he wants to go into. Yeah, great footy, bro. Yeah. yeah. Last one on my list is the great man, Mark Ellison. Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of her. Who Under, did she play for? Oh, underrated as a footballer <laughs> by everyone except Glenn Ryan and Michael Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> and the contribution he's made to this club since, second to none. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jeremy. I'll give him a rap, proper oh, I, rap. I was just Not thinking, just a yes, okay. yes. I wish I... <laughs> I will say this, Jez, seriously. Um... I wish I could agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can't. Then we, we get this over quicker than longer. <laughs> no, LA seriously is one of my favourites. And, and you know, I spoke about Sato being the, the nucleus that we built that premiership winning site. LA's been that nucleus for, for us for the last 15 years, mm. built around. We've had CEOs come and go. We've had coaches come and go. We've had players come and go. But LA's been that nucleus, that heart of the site. And I, I don't want to embarrass him. Because he does a good enough of doing that to himself. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I often say to Elo, you know, what he's got, you can't go to university and do a master's in football. You know, the, right. the innate understanding of w- football, what makes a footballer tick, having the positive dynamics uh, in, a, in, a, in a club and how to build that. And it is absolutely priceless. And without Elo. Yep. We lose a lot of that, you know. Yep. The, we've got great people in the in the joint. Jez, you're great. You love and you're passionate about the joint. Uh, Brock's as smart as a whip. Blake Solly's the best CEO in the game. We've got mm. lots of good people. I love the joint. We've got lots of good people. But right in the nucleus of our club is LO. And, as you know, orbiting around him is the rest of us, and he creates that culture. But orbiting around him is a very big orbit. Are you well. trying to <laughs> you trying to compare him to the sun? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. no. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get me to pay for lunch. <laughs> Even as a player, though, like we talked before about the superstars that are in that 88, 89 team and all the guys that got 
the focus back then. It was all the Phil Blakes, the Craig Coleman's, the Mario Phoenix, the Les Davidsons, all these sorts of guys. But Ella was right up there with them and, and putting teams away, and particularly it? Glenn Ryan and Michael Erickson. They were put away for good. <laughs> well, there, you know, there you go. Like, you get a hit. But also, you know, back then, forwards didn't ball play like Ella. Yeah. They didn't step, have the agility of Ella. Yep. He was one of the first who, who, who did all that as well. So as painful as it is to admit, <laughs> Ella is underrated. Thank you, Probably guys. Probably deservedly so. Thank you, yeah, thank you guys. No, but, but but again, like you, you need a good team to play in. Yeah. You know, you just if you've got a good team. But good people make good teams. Yeah, yeah, yes. true. That's true. You know, true. like you want to play for each other, and good players can make other players play better when they get along as a team. Well, that that's what it was like in the eighties. Yeah, it was with us. We we're fortunate there, and um, yeah, just it was was. A great time in your life. You mm. never, you never, I'll never forget it. Mm. You know, so very good. Righto. We'll go to our uh, quick break. We'll come back with the jokes of the week. Righto. I can see people looking at watches. <laughs> Shannon, let's go with your joke of the week. You're, oh dear. All right, we got short. <laughs> I want to keep it short because. Uh, this joke's standing between me and lunch, and uh, <laughs> so I'm going to make it a quick one. What's the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer? <laughs> the taste. Oh! <laughs> As we move on. Oh, yes. As uh, we move on. Goodness me. Ella. Is it, can that go to air? Yeah, we're going to have to, because I don't know how to edit. <laughs> He's obviously experienced in it. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Ella. Well, look, there were these two kids in, in a class at school and they were just getting their exam results back and they were, the teacher's out the front of the room and they're handing them out. And he's handed it all out and these two kids didn't get their, their papers back. So the teacher sent the rest of them off, to, off, off out of the... And they called those two up and said, Look, guys, uh, Jeremy... Shannon, <laughs> I think you two have been cheating in your exams. Oh dear! And that's that was exactly what I said. <laughs> no, 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 we we haven't we haven't missed we haven't been cheating in our exams. So well, look at this. So two people got this wrong in the whole class. Question four: What's the capital of Australia? Jeremy, you've put Sydney. Shannon, you've put Sydney. Isn't it? <laughs> That's what I expect from you, Shannon. <laughs> Sorry. The other 28 in the class put Canberra. Yep. All right? But two people get it wrong and they're both the same. I think it must have been you were sitting next to each other. I think it must have been you. No, 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 no. I thought it was like you said, Shannon. Yep. Let's go down here to number 27. What's the capital of Queensland? Jeremy. You've got. I don't know. <laughs> and Shannon, you've put neither have I. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Uh, very good. Very good, Ellen. That was a good one. Yes. Very, very clean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I didn't like about it. <laughs> right, I'll be back to wrap it up in a second.
Well, thanks everyone for tuning into the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast. Of course, you can contact us on rabbitohs.com.au slash podcast or via Twitter using the handle at SSFC Rabbitohs. Send us your topic suggestions and we'll uh, work them into our future shows. As we said, we're trying to do these every four weeks to fit with that Top 4 theme and to, to look at the four weeks of football that have just been played and thank you gentlemen for joining me fitting me into the lunch schedule and everything <laughs> trying to do them every four weeks we did the first one after five weeks yep. we did this one after three yes. weeks so hopefully next time we'll get it right yes I'll well, if we're going to get a lunch let's do it every four days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say four hours <laughs> oh, very good right well in a month's time we'll see you again and thank you everyone for listening great job Jess let's go well done Jess